The Idiotville team would like to thank Community Access Media, Palermo Realty, our Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners for their support and contributions. We love you, Erie. Idiotville is a mature podcast. We sometimes touch on adult themes and use adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, idiots. It's Idiot Bill 237. I am your host, Dill Spears, live in the Cam Studios in beautiful downtown Erie. I am joined in the studio by Theodore R. Brogan Esquire, our lawyer. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I always feel like I get a promotion when I come in here. I and, appreciate that's that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, not a lawyer. <laughs> Hashtag legally, anyways. Not not part of the bar. not a member of the bar. I, I could be like a medieval lawyer where you just say you are. And he's an arbi- he's an arbitrator. Yeah, he's okay. a, like a shade tree lawyer. I I'm a peer mediator among. My I children. like that mediator. Right? Yeah. at home. I also in the disputes. Also in the studio with us, uh, Mr. Brent and Liberty. The N stands for. <laughs> Not happy about getting screwed in the Super Bowl, man. We could have seen somebody be great. <laughs> we, we did see somebody be great. We, what, the ref, the, the ref show. Oh, please, he's got to call that. If, All he right, doesn't, I, if he doesn't call it, oh, okay. And no, the Chiefs lose. First, oh, well, let's introduce our guest. First. All right, and then That's I got something to say. Brent, go ahead and introduce our guest. <laughs> he's from Erie or North Carolina or perhaps both. Well, we haven't figured it out yet. A little from column A. A little I haven't from figured a. it out yet. Yes. <laughs> but he is doing something that plenty have tried in this town and so many have failed at or so many have just given up on. He is bringing manufacturing back to the manufacturing hub that is Erie, Pennsylvania. Ladies and gentlemen, the CEO of Sphere Breaks, Aaron A.J. Lewis. Damn, man. That was great. That's Build really up. good. Yeah. Like now, now, yeah. Yeah, now it's all downhill from here. I just want him like standing out in the TV studio just yelling. It's time! (laughs) But I did want to say, I actually heard Mark Schlera today sum up that holding call perfectly. (laughs) He was just like, it's like a cop that pulls you over for going 50 in a 45. Yeah, this isn't his legal right to do it, but everybody knows he's a dick. (laughs) Here's Here's how I feel. The Eagles players did not blame that ref for them losing the game because they got to protect the shield well and well, they, do, they do you think lost. that do you think that the kelsies are going to protect the shield like they, no. they've made they're oh, making I, their money dude i'm over the fucking kelsies right now but here's here's what i what i heard was um it's it's uh the eagle is jason no the eagle is yeah the eagle is yeah. eagle oh. is jason okay okay um i just they're, they're just the kelsies but he said we don't blame the officials when we lose because that's a loser's mentality. And, I like that. And he's like, that's fair, but that doesn't change the fact that there's no reason for that flag to happen. Except that it's against the rules and he called it. Like, he can't I, not you know, call it. it wasn't, you, you, you definitely, like, if you would call the police on your dealer back in the day. No, I would not. Um, there are certain things. Like, if I'm yeah, already, Were you the guy that would be really harsh when we traded tests back in the day and you have to grade your, t- your oh God, classmates? No. no, no, no. But what I'm saying is I'm also not being evaluated on my grade of your test by 100 million people. Are you or have you, have you ever been an RA? Never. 
Yeah, because that's such a fucking RA move. Did you guys see? You want to come over and toss the frisbee and check? Yeah, fucking did, did pull the fire alarm beer? and see if I have any beer. The, the, the tempest in the teapot that was uh, Juju Smith Schuster's tweet about. Oh, uh, that that was, I thought that was classic. That was crap. That was I hated funny. so much. Well, I I loved how butthurt AJ Brown was about it, and I'm like, well, you know, explain the tweet. Yep. Yeah, I can't remember it exactly, but it was a Valentine of uh, Bradbury, the corner that got called for the holding. Yeah, and it was on Valentine's Day. It was like a Valentine of that corner, like as if he'd sent it to Juju, yeah, saying and, like, "I'll and, hold you at the." <laughs> and Juju Juju posted it, and he said, "Happy Valentine's Day, everybody!" with a little heart emoji, and it was that corner, and it said, "I'll hold, I'll hold you when it matters most." <laughs> and it's just, it's so of all Valentines, though. It's like, I, is it a dick move? Oh yeah. Oh man. But it's too good not to it, post. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as soon as that popped into his head, he's like, "I have to do this." Well, yeah. and then uh, Bradbury says, "All pro hashtag APJB." So. <laughs> So it's like, okay, that's an interesting flex, but he just won the Super Bowl and you didn't, mostly because of the penalty that you committed. Um, and then uh, that, that, that R.A. Dill made sure the flag was thrown. And then A.J. Brown, who <laughs> A.J. Brown should have just let this go because he comes off as like trying to get into a dick waving contest. And he wasn't any good. Did he hang t- his underwear up on the divider? Uh, oh, did you hear about did that? Did you hear about Yeah. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk. You'll, about you'll hear about it during the beer segment. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I think I'm about to. AJ Brown says, uh, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed mm. you, but don't act like... <laughs> But don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. And it's like, first of all. I don't think that was the case, though. I think it was him being funny because he's a naturally funny guy. And you know what? Now he's got a ring, AJ, and you don't. I also feel like you just won the Super Bowl. Don't put the guy down. Like, can you put yourself in the corner's shoes? Like, he got called for that. He owned up to it after the fact. Like That's a big thing to do. I will take it over what the rest of the Chiefs are doing. The nobody believed in us bullshit that makes me want to vomit. The Georgia, the yeah, Georgia Bulldogs. Too. Yeah, dude, like fuck you. You are you ripped the crown of perennial favorites from the New England Patriots five fucking years ago. Oh, stop with this bullshit. This is this is what rebuilding is. Fuck off, Patrick Mahomes. Nobody ever said you were rebuilding. You dumb weird bastard. <laughs> that that got me more than any of the other stuff. Yes, nobody believed in us. Stuff. Yeah, fuck you. Seriously, fuck you. Yeah, like like it. I was wondering where that came from because Kelsey said it numerous times on the post game shows and on ESPN. If you guys caught that or FS1, I'm sorry, they did a post game for like three hours after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's actually, it I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was actually they had to, they had multiple from both both teams that national broadcasters wouldn't cover, but like it was just different teammates, like defensive ends and people That's that usually cool. don't, and they were talking about all the stuff and like Kelsey came on and. Uh, I, I, for for the record, I was cheering for the Chiefs because my father in law Rick Morris is a Chiefs fan, so love him, and yeah, I gotta I gotta go along with the uh, family cause there. But uh, but Kelsey was like, I don't saying, know about that guy. <clears throat> but Kelsey was saying, <laughs> Travis Kelsey was like, 
you know, getting angry at the camera, like at the fans, like you, you doubted us and here we are. It's like no one was, no one doubted anyone. It's like, just what? people had other picks for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just because yeah. they didn't pick Kansas City doesn't mean that we're against you. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I had no rooting interest in that game. Yeah. Nobody was, had you going five and 12, dude. Calm yeah. the fuck down. Yeah. I just yeah. admire it because it's like he was convinced of it. Like somehow. It seemed like it. It gives me respect for Andy Reid above everything else. Like somehow he got like the odds on favorites to believe that no one. <laughs> the only person who I just imagine him like reading a blurb, just like they might right. struggle to replace Tyreek Hill, but they're still Super Bowl favorites. It's like, what's this bullshit? Are you kidding it makes me? me? wonder like, are, are the greatest athletes just like the ones that are most susceptible to believing dumb shit well, <laughs> could be i i oh, then, feel then wh- go online and you'll see a bunch of fucking <laughs> exceptional oh, athletes that, that reminds me that reminds <laughs> me has a ring yeah that reminds me of an old office episode where like shrewd was like being told hey if you want to give a good speech you have to pound on the desk a lot <laughs> and act angry and then you know it just motivates everyone no matter what you say right you know what I, I think that's what's happening there. Passion. <laughs> I, Sorry, we had to discuss the Super Bowl somewhat. It just I, happened. If there's I, anything I think we all can agree with and all have a lot of experience with, it's like if you're going to be wrong, be wrong loudly. At the top yeah. of your lungs. Yes. yes. Um, I I just wish that it had been Marty Schottenheimer coaching the Chiefs because he would have had us all believing that nobody believed in them. Because he was good at that shit. <laughs> that's because uh, we, we saw him in the playoffs. That's why. That's, yeah, yeah, true. I really would not have believed in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. They could be like win 17 games in a 16-game season. I still would have been like, yeah, they're going to eat it. And they would. Every, in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. It was unreal. Unreal. These are my favorite episodes where... I think it's the beer segment, but I'm not sure any longer. It's not. We're over that. Because <laughs> I think it's the football segment. And it needed to happen. We it's, needed to clear the air. So did you guys like uh, – were there any commercials that, that stood out for you? Is there anything you liked? They're all right. I was just glad they weren't trying to sell me crypto. Oh, oh yeah. Those. But the, the one thing that cracked ago. me yeah, up – That's over. Yeah. They, 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 they all had the QR codes. And as we were talking about, like, who exactly was that for? Because anybody our age is like, I'm not fucking scanning your QR code to watch a commercial. Eat an ass. I have something in one hand and something in the <laughs> yeah. other. <laughs> and, and so the only people that could have possibly been fooled and want to scan this QR code are like our parents who have no idea how to scan a QR code. Oh, right? man. Right? And the other one that just <laughs> Brent <laughs> Brent texted this to us. He says I think we're talking about my the, favorite the, one. The Tubi commercial. The Tubi commercial was great. I loved it. There was some girl that put on Twitter like her boyfriend got pissed off at her and like choked her. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> what? She was what? like what? like turn the TV off like all right, so the 2B commercial where it looked like they came back from commercial and then the thing started clicking down like you were just hitting like through your oh, smart TV. Oh, that's right. Yeah, everyone was yes. like, what the hell is this? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, you know, everybody's been shit-faced for right. a few hours <laughs> yeah. now. Like, yeah. don't do this. Right. <laughs> okay. But I love that they did. That was such a strong troll move. So I've heard and, that. And I wonder how many people are like, you know, picking up the remotes like, shit, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there are people who missed a good portion of the fourth quarter because they're trying to fix that 2B thing. Like exactly. our dads. Like, our dad's <laughs> do that right actually yeah. like switch the input and you get oh yeah get the up. fucking yeah. antenna you know like <laughs> the one thing i always love uh, when guy yeah somebody asked the guys like oh what'd you like about the halftime show oh my favorite part was when i went and took a piss <laughs> and then i made myself a sandwich because i don't give a shit about the halftime yeah. show because i'm a full-grown man <laughs> my favorite part of the halftime show was 
was coming back in from taking my dog out after I drove home from my girlfriend's house because I only watched the first half there. Yeah. Brent's tweet yeah. during the game was, there are way too many inebriated people. At right Brent and Liberty. At, there are way too many inebriated people right now for Tubi to pull that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And then your brother, irresponsible. Your brother responds with, "I almost yelled at dad, like I was so close to losing my shit." There you go. Well, that my brother is what? a massive Eagles fan too. So, oh, how's do you guys doing? know how much it costs for thirty seconds? Six, six, six million dollars. Seven million this year. <laughs> Man. Seven million for that BS. Dude. But Jesus has a ton of money. Then, That's oh my. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah. uh, I mean, he had some today. good commercials. I like Jesus his commercials but holy shit i and, didn't know he was bankrolled well, and, and like yeah, one of I mean, our sponsors he's also a carpenter that's true yeah, so he must be doing really well yes but we got to actually get to the interview now we do we just we had some air to clear <laughs> that's all we did uh before oh. we get started could you hand me another one of those delicious beverages yes thank you have some there you go narc <laughs> but am I the only one that doesn't think it changed the outcome of the it game? Didn't change it's a outcome. fucking totally changing. What are you talking about? It didn't. They were going to kick. Oh my god! They were going to kick a field goal anyway. It would have been a forty-yarder the next play. Did okay. you see the the hail mary yes. that Jalen Hurts threw? But what would have been left on the clock? Yeah, what yeah. we would have gotten Possible. is maybe the maybe Philadelphia wins. Maybe they lose. But what we would have gotten is a chance to see somebody on one side of that on either side of that ball be great and win that game. We, we, we missed out on Joe Montana seeing John Candy in the stands. We missed out on David Tyree or Malcolm Butler. We were supposed to have that, and that ref decided that we weren't. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was completely ambivalent about it, and I, if he hadn't yeah. called it, I wouldn't have cared. How much more do you want? It was. I, I want to see greatness, it and, I, and it was right there for me. It was a thirty-eight to thirty-five back and forth game. It was a great game. Was, yeah, yeah. Game. yeah. You know what would have been really good if we didn't Don't, spend the last fucking three minutes of it with like Jarek McKinnon going into a baseball oh. slide. Here's, I thought here's that was a under really two heads minutes up play. to go. That was a really heads up play. Yeah, that but was, that play would have never happened because Philadelphia would have got the ball listen, back in a couple listen, minutes. If you don't want controversy, lead by two scores, not one. Don't hold. Yeah, listen, yeah. I didn't care who won. I wanted to see a great ending. I, yep, Shouldn't yep. have held him. Yeah, I, I really honestly didn't care. Um, I, how was your brother doing, by the way? Is he okay with us? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what could you do? But, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, at least I, it wasn't, you know, wide right or something. Yeah, I just I, I wanted to see somebody step up and make that play that you always remember. I wanted somebody to go around to trade shows for the next thirty years and never have to buy a beer in that town ever again because of this. Nobody wants it to end that way. Jarek McKinnon, he'll be that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Jerry. <laughs> remember that time I slid at the one yard line? You could tell he was on nobody's fantasy team because I, he actually did something. You, you also can tell that he he was just like stood up and was like, you know what? Fuck your parlay. It's all my fault. We were so close to getting out of this. And I yeah, we're gonna. Get out of it now. Um, let's let's talk to to AJ about. Uh, yeah, give, give give us the bio. Give us your bio. No, my bio. <clears throat> well, I uh, I'm a mixed bag. I uh, went through high school. I grew up racing motocross, so that kind of gives me a mechanical background. How did you get playing, into that? I'm sorry. Playing, uh, played a lot of metal 
I was a metalhead back in yeah. high school. I had long hair down to my ass. Dude, you were like you were like yeah. legendary dirtbag. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> did did yeah. your original joke? So right, riding dirt bikes, terrorizing, doing motocross and all that, and doing metal. Anything that was crazy, what was considered crazy back in the late nineties, early two thousands. So what was your energy drink of choice? Because you had uh, it was Monster. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah monster. of course. Yeah. Okay, so we, I have a hypothetical question for you. You go to get go. Oh, we're not. We cannot go there down. Are, there are <laughs> there are two signs on the monster display at get go. One is two for five dollars. The other one is three for eight dollars. How many do you get? What happens okay. if you buy six? Wait a. <laughs> Wait a so minute. our buddy Jake News <laughs> sent us this picture today at Get Go, and it's a real thing. This, they have two for five or three for eight, and we're like, he's like, I think their math's off. I'm like, I think so too, but they just don't want anyone buying up all their monsters. Yeah, or like, well, what's <laughs> what's the multiplier of don't this? That's it. our yeah, like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, I actually stopped drinking energy drinks um, back. Uh, after I came back from Iraq, hey, uh, because we had so many people have like stomach problems. Hold, hold that no thought. Um, stay, stay closer in on your mic because if you move out, we lose your sound. Yeah, got you. I'll, I'll take that out. But um, so you were, you were in the military. Yeah, I was in the military. I joined right after high school because I didn't know what the hell I was doing and uh, needed some structure. Okay. Well, well so, so when you were uh, not to backtrack already, but um, when you're doing motocross and. Being a metalhead, that was mostly in North Carolina. North Carolina, a little bit up, up here. Yeah, yeah, up here. Yeah, had some. Uh, we were in some bands up school, here. Right? High school. Spent a few years up here and went back and graduated uh, high school down in North Carolina, Durham. And then, um, like I said, I didn't really. I had my interests, but I didn't know what exactly I was going to do. So you needed some direction. Yeah, I went and enlisted, and then <clears throat> got into a uh, East Carolina University in Greenville. Pirates. The Pirates, yep. That was a great time. Oh, my Who's God. Who's the Chanticleers? Coastal. Coastal. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I always mix them. Yeah. And they're South Carolina. Yeah. Right. Possibly. Yeah, it's Myrtle. They're Myrtle co- Beach, yep. Yeah. Coastal. Yep. Mm. So um, when I was in, listed, uh, got into, when I was in college, I got into the uh, art program furniture design which no one does anymore because most of that was offshore back in the uh, 80s and 90s but um back then this is early 2000s there was a furniture design program so i went through that that sounds kind of awesome yeah it was great um taught me a lot about developing products because the curriculum for the furniture design program wasn't your traditional like assignments in college so at that particular design school it was you you have like four weeks okay so you have to design your piece of furniture whether it's functional or non-functional you have to figure out how you're going to make it you have to buy your own material you have to make it with your own tools there were some shop tools and then you had to sell it so you could sell it for like a dollar to like check the box but you didn't really you mean you put a lot of work in it you want to sell for something mm-hmm. so that like that whole process of of uh cur- that curriculum strategy um through the design program really helped shape how you take something from nothing and build it into something that people actually want um there and then i'll tell you there was the proverbial uh art 
students that were like all frou frou art. I call them like they were like <laughs> lots of so why, why are you, why are you design why are you trying to sell your artwork like yeah, not, because I'm trying to make a living. Not so business. That's why I'm trying. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought we were all here to sell out. Like we're not in a fucking <laughs> exactly. ska band. Like, what the hell exactly. are you talking about? I, this is America. <laughs> I dated a girl who was a uh, who was getting her master's in ceramics. Yeah, for a while, and and she was like, I don't understand why people don't want to sell stuff. Yeah. She's like, Why would you? Why would you make this stuff to just have it pile up? No, you sell it. Yeah, make your money. Yeah. And some of the ceramic students made amazing art, and they sold it, and they were really successful at it. Yeah. Um. So, I, but during my first year in college, I saw a bunch of posters on the wall going through one of the buildings, and it was like dudes jumping out of planes and cool freaking guns and stuff. I'm like, oh man, I gotta check that out. So, um, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was ROTC. Gun. It was RTC and I'm like, sure. okay, I'm gonna, you know, check that out. So mind you, this was at, when I enlisted, it was about the same time um I was outgrowing my high school shenanigans and I still had long hair. I vividly remember walking into a recruiter's office and I had long hair, and this woman looked at me and she said, Boy, you better shave that shit off your head before you talk to me. Get the hell out of here. Shave that shit if you're interested. Come back and we'll talk. They don't want you to waste their time. No, no. Yeah, that, so he came back with a man bun. I came back. No, this is the bad part. I shaved my whole head. And uh, this is North Carolina. So the sun's always out. Oh, God. Which oh, is not no. a problem, but it's sun always. So I walked back. My head was burnt. Like, it was bad because oh. it was so virgin. You know, it had oh. long hair oh, for four years. No. Yeah. And uh, she could have gave you a heads up on that one. She did. Been nice. She didn't care. No. <laughs> it was all quality back then. Oh, <laughs> so, dude. But, uh, yeah, I, I joined RTC and then commission and didn't get a chance to really do anything in furniture because um, we deployed. Um, I joined a unit that was deploying. Uh, right after that, and um, so was that a hard shit. decision for you? Was there a point where you had to decide, like, do I want to stay or go? No, it was. Um, so I, I I excelled. Unfortunately, I was like one of those nerds in college. I didn't have girlfriends or anything. I was like strictly focused on school, scholastics, and military. Yeah, that's why I didn't have a girlfriend in college too. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I, I, I didn't have a girlfriend in college because I had a because I had a wife because I was so focused. Hey, I mean, I had a girlfriend in college, and who doesn't look at me and be like, "I wish I was that guy." He clearly wanted life. Look at him go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. So that's what I roll with. And uh, but um, <clears throat> no, it was uh, did really well. Uh, was actually I graduated in the um top 10% of all cadets across the nation and they were like you can either you can pick what branch you want to go into like whether it be artillery infantry aviation whatever or you could pick whatever post you want to go to so if you're in the top 10% you get a choice of where you want to go or what you want to do as an officer okay and i did something they weren't expecting i said i want to go guard and they're like why would you do that like no one that's in the top there's 10% goes guard. They stay in active duty and then, you know, pick one of their branches or their posts. It could be Italy, Hawaii, wherever, Korea. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I know it was in hindsight 2020 it was great was I can't like go through a, a military career and then try and translate what I do in the military to, you know, transitioning to a civilian and do work. So I, I was like, Back then, I was like, I need to 
dual track. I need to live a civilian life and a military life so that I can have translatable skills as I go through things. And they didn't really like that, and they didn't get it. But it's pretty smart. It was what, whatever it was. It's your life, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I also was really interested. Like I knew the North Carolina units that I was that I in artillery that I uh, branched were going over to Iraq, and I wanted to do that. So I got into the unit, and like I said, within like eighteen months, we were over in Kuwait and uh, doing that fun stuff. What a time to join! Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. let's. Uh, that was- let's- Let's, a little ballsy there. Let's uh, before we go to break here because we're about to do that. Uh, I'm going to let Brent uh, talk a little bit about uh, about our sponsor. Oh, the Black Monarch. The Black Monarch. The true superhero. Now it's been a kind of a nice week, you know, nice and sunny, nice and warm, but it's February. That's coming back. And don't you want to make sure that the inside of your house is perfectly taken care of with custom cabinetry, custom carpentry from the Black Monarch? I know I fucking do. Absolutely, I do. Also, with the nice weather, I've kind of been thinking about Adirondack chairs. Oh, well, luckily for you, I know a guy. Look at you. Actually, I would like like Adirondack chairs. Adirondack. Yes. I, I it's just you got to check out his stuff. He's always doing something, something new. Those are nice chairs, but you're right. That's totally the best part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of chair is this? Oh, thought Adir- you'd never ask. Adirondack. <laughs> Adirondack. Adirondack with a footrest. <laughs> like, a, like an otter. Yeah, like a little adjustable thing. And, and sometimes, you know, the perfect thing to really set off your house can be something simple. Like if you go to our boy, the Black Monarch's freaking Instagram at Lake underscore Erie underscore Woodworks, you'll see the most recently he's completed a mantle over a fireplace that's perfect for storage and for a TV. Look at that. Totally Holy makes oh, man, that's that gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. Yep. Well, nothing he does is anything but gorgeous. So honestly, if you, if you want to revolutionize that space in your house, you want to do it locally and you want to do it with a good human being, go to Lake Erie Woodworks, ask for the Black Monarch, tell them that we sent you. <laughs> and the reason that you go there is because great. much like Jesus, he's a carpenter, he's a carpenter too. That's <laughs> So uh, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Got pee. We are live. We're live. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's it's time for the uh, seven ten glass and vapor beer segment. We really need to have like a drop with like Alan Carpenter doing that for us with some echoes, like the monster truck guy. Oh, we need a whole soundboard. We do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're we're in the studio here at Cam with our our guest AJ. What's up, dude? Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? Glad to be here. This is uh, my very first podcast ever. You seriously? Yes. yes. So how cool is this? Oh man, and it's local. Yes. Yeah. This is that's our favorite thing about it is that it's it's we have friends who live in bigger cities that don't have uh, that don't have setups like this. Like our friend Uppy has to do all his stuff from home oh, because man. there's nowhere for him to go. And he lives in Mathdesto, so he's got you know five yeah, this times is, the size this is top year. notch. It is, and they've done a great job with it, and they're, they're always trying to improve. So, um, the beer is uh, it's New Trail Broken Heels Hazy. Uh, we think. We, we did it. I know we fucking did it. Okay. Well, we, we have apparently done this one before. I do not remember doing it. it. You know, I mean, we've done a lot of beers. We did it. We did it. But that's okay. We're revisiting it because sometimes it's good to see. You know, you've had a few beers in the meantime. It's been a couple. We've been doing this for a few years now, right? And yeah. it's just like, okay, well, 
we have a breadth of knowledge that we did not have before. Right. Yeah. So perhaps it's time to revisit some of the old faves and see if they still hold up. I almost got a, got Yingling Lager so that we could make sure that that was the mid <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> so while I'm pulling up Untapped, why don't you tell our listeners who might be uh, new to the show how we rate our beers? Well, for for AJ over here, the, one of the ways that we rate the ways we rate our beers is by quarter points. So think of like. 2.5 is completely mediocre. It's a five-point scale. So Yingling Lager, that's what that reference was. We always okay. use that. And then four or above is an Idiotville recommend. We always use Dulacon from right next door at Lavery uh, as, yeah. as a recommend. Yeah. So think of that. Like, mm. yeah, would you put this on par or greater than Dulacon? Mm. Or would you put this on par or less than... <sighs> Yingling. No. I mean, it's good. It's, 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 I'm enjoying my nice after work beer. Did I tell you what I ran into coming over here? No. All right. So I stopped at Sheets. It's the easiest way to get from my office, grab something, and then get down here without going to that stabby co fare there on 26th and Peach. I don't want to go there. It's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no. <laughs> don't want to do it. So I went over there and I thought, okay, yeah, the sheets, it's nice. It's new. It's a little n- less stabby. Well, I'm like, I better take a leak did first. St- did you get stabbed? No, no. Even worse. Mm-hmm. So I am there pissing. And this guy, I, I'm guessing he was a bow challenged. Okay. Strolls up in the one next to me and throws his underwear on that little fucking divider. <laughs> Like, it's the fucking most normal thing in the world to do. Like, did he take his pants off? I don't know. I Thank God for, like, I used to love that divider, you know? You don't need any pee-pee peekers. I don't need that. Now it's but a place now it's his... a place to hang your underwear? I would have rather him stared at me. Than just judge you? Then, yeah, like, pathetic. <laughs> like, well, I am overweight. It doesn't hang great. I'm sorry. But, no, like, the, and this, I'm just sitting there pissing, and this dude's a fucking filthy tidy whities are, like, five inches from my face. So they're, like, tidy brown. Stains? Yeah. Stains? I don't know. I was trying not to look at it. <laughs> I, I, I gave it enough looks to make sure that it was what I thought it was. I'm a little traumatized. You're here. normally so subdued when those things happen. I'm really, I'm really shocked that you didn't just be like, "Yo, man, what the hell?" <laughs> like, what was this dude thing? Like, oh, thank God, they have a place where I can hang my tidy whities while I let the snake drain. Do you like, think what was you doing? Do you think it was like tear away, like those NBA warm up pants where he like unbutt- unbuttoned his pants and like just ripped his underwear off like a stripper? <laughs> and he's like, "I need somewhere to put this. I can't put it on that floor. The floor is filthy." Well, no, because he walked away and then he grabbed the underwear while still wearing pants like maybe he, that was just like his extras and like maybe. I made sure to make a beeline to wash my hands before he got there because I started thinking well is he washing his underwear in this sink that's gross but at See, least I'm gonna wash my hands first yes yes and you got me this pop afterwards yes thank you with yeah. clean hands <laughs> clean hands nowhere clean near heart. the homeless guy like tidy whities okay good thank you but I just wanted to let you know that was a thing that happened to me today that's the best story I've heard today. Yeah, because you didn't live it. You didn't live it. It wasn't that great. It was harrowing. <laughs> but, and was there was there a stench that came from that? As soon as it, you know, like it's when a sh- it flung over, was it like a breeze? At least the- nothing came off it and hit you in the That's face. true. Yeah. It was, it's a Sheets bathroom. I had roughly a million beers last night. Everything mm-hmm. stunk already, so I couldn't really <laughs> tell. Uh, so I did pull this beer up in Untapped, uh, and the style guide says that it's a New England slash hazy. 
A hazy IPA hopped intrepidly with hand-selected citra and mosaic, leading to high aromatics of luminous citrus, rich conifer, and refreshing tropicals. Fucking pretentious. This packs mm. a full mouthfeel with low bitterness that is soft on the palate. Broken Heels is available all day, every day, and reminds us that no adventure is without its risk. Pack the essentials. Hoppy, juicy, citrusy, tropical, and mango. Ooh. You know, I am getting a lot of it's it's all those. Yeah, yeah, definitely getting the haze. I always what I love about um the new trail, and they've they've definitely become more ubiquitous in the area since we first like stumbled upon them. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, think about it, you can go about anywhere and find one of these like yes, you can. now. And that and that's kind of nice. <laughs> but Everything they do, it always tastes so smooth. Like they're like they have a great water source. Like they know what they're doing there, and I think that's a reason why some little brewery from freaking Williamsport or Buffalo, depending on. Yeah. Sorry, busting out way old joke. Yeah, succeeded. They're all different too. Mm-hmm. But um, getting back to rating this, there I think there are, are other new trail that I like better. So I'm going to throw this at it like a 3.5. Damn. Okay. Right. See, with this, I always think like it's it's a, it, this has to be like their flagship beer. You know you what think? I'm saying? I think so. <gasps> I, I think because it's – I mean I have had like, oh, the Double Broken Heels is great. I've had that's so what many – That's what – Double Broken yeah, Heels is actually. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. I've had so many different things from them that I feel like, yeah, this is probably just like the one that's always on tap if you went to their tap mm-hmm. room. Like that one. Right. Like this is probably their – just a number one base beer. That's cool. They uh, they've grown a lot from it, and they're they're like they must have a hell of a facility because there's always something new coming out of there. There is. It's always good. Mm. Always I, I have not had a bad new trail. I've had one. I've had oh, two. What's, what is that? Um, our good old boy um, Ted Brogan, who I just talked to, he's going to be here today. He got us a, a what was it a Christmas cookie one, and it was just it was too sweet. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like I think they snow. did it well. I just don't think that Christmas cookie beer was for me. And the right. other one was the hot dog water. Oh, no, that wasn't them. That was somebody else. No, I'm that. certain that was that because it was no. Three that sheets. was that was um, Nishimini Creek. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that's they usually one. do good stuff too. We did do this one way back May 27th, 2020. We did this one. Oh man, like the Holy. day before my birthday. This was wait like, May 2020. What was it? May 27th, 2020. So this was like mid COVID. Yeah, this is no. like lockdown COVID situation. Doing this stuff. Remote. Was this like holy? Yeah, were we still remote on this, or were we? finally like back in the same room i feel like we had to have been i think it was like just getting back that was, was the day before february my birthday. was lo- february was locked down and then i think the spring was like people started getting fed up no because <laughs> I, I remember yeah. that we did the the inner we did an interview on my birthday and that was remote and that was only five days before yeah, but this so yeah, this was we the day still, before my birthday. I think we were still. And I'm trying to down. think of what we did because I feel like I would have been super happy for that. But it seems like that entire year just it ran together. It was summer, it was winter, it didn't fucking matter. You look forward to nothing. You just did your shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was that was an awful year. Oh, Lavery saved our ass that year. Yes. Because yeah. they had the thing where you could just bust out the lawn chair and chill in the like, oh, it was everything. Oh yeah. <clears throat> that was uh that was the summer that Brent almost got into a fight with a guy who was driving a Miata. We were it was there was tension. There was tensions everywhere, right? <laughs> was, none of none of us the were nicest great. guys are going to go off. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, you're was, just driving me on. It's going to piss me off at that time. Things were things were tense. But I did want to take this time for anybody who's watching and may not get to listen to the show. AJ, why don't you introduce yourself? AJ Lewis, CEO, Sphere Breaks, Erie native, North Carolina native, 
mixed bag growing up. And he was uh, born on a flight in between the two. Yeah, <laughs> possibly <laughs> somewhere over northern Virginia. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad to be here. This is uh, exciting to finally. I know we tried to do this for several years. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the problem. Like I know AJ, you're a great dude, man. I'm so glad to finally have you on. But uh, you're also a one of the busiest human beings I've ever met in my life. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm really happy that we finally got you on. We have been literally since we talked to um Brian. Mm-hmm. Probably it was probably 2 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that we've been like Has he been on recently? On. Not for a while. No, yeah. we need to have him back on. Yeah. I I, I always love of, talking to Slaywin. He's the busiest guy that I know. Oh, he does. <laughs> that dude knows everybody and everything. <laughs> and he grew up with what, 50 Cent? No, no, his best uh, friend Nelly. Nelly. Oh. Nelly. Yeah. yeah. I, I mix him up. <laughs> How? Because I, I don't listen to rap. Okay, that's the I only. Know, they they were both they, famous near the same time. Yeah, that's basically yeah. it. Like Ja Rule, all them. I just, I don't know any of them. Yeah, Nelly sucks in retrospect. Like, really not good. No, this isn't a rap podcast. If it was, we would not like Nelly. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, AJ's already given us his thoughts on this. Brent, what do you think? You know, as we revisit, Mm -hmm. I I, I think he's kind of right. Like, we've had... so much of their catalog <laughs> going back to the flagship it doesn't hit like it used to it's still good right no, it's, and it's, it's like it's delicious yeah. it's it's weird because i would still recommend it mm-hmm. but it's not gonna just blow it out of the water this time but because i would recommend it especially i think this is a good one of oh you never had new trail try this great place to start i'll do a four because i think it's a good first step entry into it it doesn't knock my socks off like it used to because i've had so much of their stuff but it's a great welcome to the to the new trail family so i i agree and actually i looked at my rating my previous rating was a four. Oh, and i don't think that i don't think that that's changed at all i think that uh, of four, like you said, it's a recommend for me because it's it's just one of those ones that you know, get, give this a shot. And if you because it's not like overly hoppy, it's not going to annihilate your palate. It's not going to make your jaw lock like that one we had last week. So I read about that. Oh, that was <laughs> that was a good, that was a good time. That was a really good time. It was a good beer, but it was like uh, the first sip was like, oh, because mm-hmm. you're not ready for it. And then you you sip through and you're like, okay, grows on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this one is one of those ones that it's it it just hits just right. Mm-hmm. Everything they say uh, in their their blurb is accurate. Like it's a little pretentious, but mm-hmm. it's accurate. So, uh, yeah, I think four is probably the way to go. Yeah, it's, a, it's, 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 it's solid. It's good. I know that, yeah, like I said, let, let, let this be your gateway drug to like some of their stuff that's a lot better than this. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, I think it's a solid first representation of what they can do. And if you're not into IPAs, this would be, as you said, the gateway into an IPA. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the marijuana of IPAs. I think that's the one thing that doesn't come through as much for me on this one is it's really not as hoppy. Mm-hmm. Right. And And having had in the last five years – because we're coming up on anniversary number five 
Holy shit. Yeah, I can't believe when is that? For five years. Uh, it's in April. So end of April. What, what, what's, what, what is planned for that festive? Uh, as of right now, nothing, because it just <laughs> dawned on me like yeah. today. And I'm like, oh, holy shit, that's true. <laughs> so, you're here. You're here at the beginning. What should we? Uh, what should we do? We'll, we'll put it to our listeners. What do you guys want yeah. us to do for our, our our fifth anniversary? I kind of want to do a live show. Oh, that would be. Oh, where yeah. where should we do it? I don't know. We'll have to talk to uh, a bunch of our benefactors and see where we can. I have ideas. We'll talk about it when we're done. Okay. Um, all right. So the gears cranking. That's all yes. I know. Let's yeah. uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the uh, the seven ten glass and vapor beer segment. We do a little cheers and we say beers to ya. We are back. We're back. So, Brent, I was thinking, um, there's a potential for me to uh, to be uh, relocating this year. Do you know anybody who could help me find a new place? Well, I mean, you always have the option of, you know, begging at this corner of Peach and 38th and washing your underwear in the sink at Sheets. But I prefer that you call my guy at Palermo Realty. Palermo Realty. Oh, yes, yes. You see, it's, it's a perfect time of year for it. You know, we're right after the Super Bowl, which we talked about at great length. Like more than we probably should have. Yeah, like maybe we edit some of that out. I don't know. No, no, no. It's all standard. <laughs> Every bit of it. Who but we're, we're really entering that part of the year where you're like, well, now what? Who won? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? The fans won. <laughs> the fans. <laughs> when, when you're sitting there with that little bit of emptiness of not knowing what to look forward to because you're in the dark part of the year, there is a light and it's inside a beautiful property from Palermo Realty. Oh, really? So if I, um, if I got a raise while I lived there... While you live there, oh, well, while you got a raise, there, you're gonna yeah, I mean, you I mean, they, yeah. see, it's good. That's because that money's going all in your pocket, right? Because so. you're going to get this great place, and you're, you're going to raise your social status a little bit. So I'll get paid. So you get paid, <laughs> and then, of course, if you're paid, you have this swank pad. Bitch is coming over. You're getting laid. Oh boy, I, that's the raise I thought you were I talking the, about. I, I, no, <laughs> between I, the pockets. Yeah. No. And then, so I'll, I'll. So if you're paid or raid, yeah, you're paid. You're laid. I'm real. You're fucking real. Yeah, I'm gonna get real. Yeah. Real. So get paid, get laid, get, get real, real with Palermo, Palermo Realty. Realty. All right, so we're back in the studio. It's good to be back with Brent and uh, Ted Brogan, Theodore, and Hello. our our guest. Hello. Yeah, country music star Aaron Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Yes, my. Uh, I you know how often you know. I don't know. Yes, I'm on bad I, I neck do, tattoos. Oh man, I tell you what, I when I when I call folks up trying to troubleshoot things are like are you the aaron lewis and so many times i'm like yes i am yeah. so give me the special treat yeah. and and i do like the idea if you of- ever get a sponsorship deal you kind of have to consider it, I, right? exactly have you ever been tempted to just say you are if you yeah all, all the time be- all the time yeah my uh and and the funny thing is is you know you you go by aaron you go by aj from from what i've seen my my girlfriend's ex-husband has the exact same name as you, and I find it so amusing because she just texted me. And she said, oh, she said, "Is he an asshole?" I said, "No, he's pretty cool." She said, "Lucky me, I got the wrong one." Is this like a Michael Bolton type of thing from uh, Office Space? Where it's like it was good, uh, no talent ass clown. I was sorry, just going to say, I will absolutely call her ex-husband a no talent ass clown. <laughs> but I celebrate the whole library. Why should I change my name? He's the one that sucks. So. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, this one's this one's gonna be a fun. Episode. That that might be the name of the episode. <laughs> Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> That's absolutely the name. So, Aaron, um, tell us about how you came up with the idea for your 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 product first first. Spear breaks. Spear yeah, breaks. Not that hard. Apparently it is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's yelling beers around the table. Yeah, I, got, I got to spell that one out a lot, too. Yeah. So tell yeah. us how you came up with yeah, spear I mean, breaks. I, had a, uh, I have a lot of ideas and came up with a lot in college, particularly. But it was uh, the, just the idea of, um, you know, when you when you grip a ball, it, there's it, just kind of intuitive that it's hard to turn it. And I uh, kind of worked that into... Um, kind of like a cylindrical break just from working through um, rebuilding engines and stuff on motorcycles growing up. So it actually wasn't until I got back from Iraq where I was in a position to kind of present the idea and the tech and the capability to um, a gentleman named BJ Lechner who at the time was uh, director of Northwest IRC, which is a great organization in Erie. But in a former life, um, he ran Dana Corporation, which was a large brake manufacturing company in Erie. And uh, as soon as he had seen the capability, the technology on paper, he's like, man, we got to see if we can get this on cars uh, as a brake. It wasn't a brake at the time. It was kind of like an articulating arm kind of thing. And um, so... He got me on the path. He he sent me to Chicago with his friends. He, he had sold Dana to Affinia Holdings Group in Chicago, and they own a lot of the major brake brand companies like Bestus and some other big names that a lot of people know. And he's like, hey, I need to get this kid in front of these executives to see if there's an opportunity, a market opportunity for this new kind of geometric break. I would have shit myself. Did you shit yourself right there? Well, this is where it gets interesting. So he sets us up and I'm flying to Chicago. I have no idea who I'm going to meet with. Um, there's one guy on the email chain that BJ connects me with is the president of Affinia Holdings. I have no idea how big they are. They're, they're, they're really big. Um, get to Chicago. I go into the reception room. Uh, his name was Bruce Rowe at the time. He was president of Finia. He's like, hey, I'm Bruce. Nice to meet you. We're going to go into this conference room um, where we're going to meet, and you can present your technology. So I literally had foam balls and foam plates as my minimum viable products. I, I had no prototypes or anything. I didn't even have drawings. Go into this conference room, and when I walk in – it's literally there's at least twenty executives. Holy shit! In a circle, in a in a big circle. Um, were they and, sitting and, up higher than you in elevation? No, no, no. They were, were sitting they in down. shadow. I, I was like, thinking, I like walked that. in. They made me dress like a jester. Congressional yes. hearing or something. It was. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, and then they started like rattling off their titles around the circle. Like the first guy was Terry Heffelfinger. I know him like it was yesterday. Director of R and D. And then next to him was President of Disc Brakes. Then President of Drum Brakes. And then. Vice president of chassis. They just kept went on and on and on. I'm like, Dude. holy shit. And I had foam balls and foam plates. Like I didn't even have a pitch deck. And so I'm like, all right, you know what? One year ago I was in Iraq and I was fighting terrorists. This is a fucking cakewalk. I can handle these guys, right? That that's like I was shit my pants. Like, it's my hair. Like, yeah, I gotta yeah, pet you know, myself. I gotta pet myself up, man. <laughs> so I was like, all right, the first thing I said is I'm not gonna I'm I'm not here to insult your intelligence. 
just roll with this. So I hand out all the foam plates and I say, okay, have someone next to you hold the foam plate like you would a disc brake and then try and turn it. So they would do that. Okay. And I say, you can turn it. It's not, it's not hard to do. So then I passed around the three inch foam balls and I said, hold it in your hand and have someone try and turn that. And they try and they're like, holy shit, it's actually pretty hard to turn this a lot, a lot harder than an 11 inch disc, you know, foam plate. Right. So it was like watching school children go nuts. So these guys were so like into drum and disc that they like never considered something else. And then when that, that simple exercise that literally took more than like, not more than two minutes, they just erupted into a million ways. This technology could be applied to a lot of different vehicles. That has to be exhilarating on your end. I, I, I was quiet for at least an hour and a half while they just argued back and forth on all these applications. I was just taking notes. This and is the friggin' epiphany moment in the movie about yeah. you starring starring <laughs> Matt Damon. Okay, no, as a pretend lawyer, um, yes, I'm a little nervous for you at this part of the story because I hear you going in there and just sharing this idea without a pitch deck, without you know, like what would eventually become a much more formal process. But you crucially did have a patent at that time. I did, yeah. Actually, that, I filed it when I was in Iraq. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I didn't yeah. even how how does it. one go about filing for a patent while one is in a Yeah, I don't even know how to go home and do it tonight. <laughs> yeah. like, did you have to get on like a satellite phone to do this? Like, <laughs> No, that we did have some communication back stateside and uh, it was just like a random flight on one of my leaves um, back to the States where I sat next to a guy who uh, was in the auto industry and he's like, hey, I recommend this dude for your, your idea. Um, unfortunately the guy passed away he was pretty up there in age um, but he got me into touch with this firm in Chicago really um, high caliber uh, patent lawyers and uh, I just worked you know it was like downtime for me in Iraq it was like I need to keep my mind off with all the crap going on so I'll work on this and we got it done and um, we had it issued before I was able to really talk to anyone so it worked out pretty good that is awesome Brent you know, I'm thinking of you being in Iraq pursuing this project. At what point in time do you have a belief in, in your idea enough where you're willing to go into these kinds of situations? I didn't. I mean, it was an idea. And I realized that you can't make a living off of an idea. You got to put it to work. So when I got back from Iraq, I had to find a job. Um Ironically, I got fired from one job that I was in and ended up in oil and gas for, I don't know, six months, ended up living in Michigan for like three months of that, doing oil and gas abstract, you know, abstracting, I guess is what it's called when you figure out who owns what, because they're going to line up new oil fields. (laughs) Um, Got in through some friends and family to GE, what was then GE, as a... uh, um, process like a foreman basically process technical advisor in commercial test of locomotives which is awesome <clears throat> so i had to do that stuff to cover the bills and everything while we bootstrapped the uh, technology uh forward so it was, it was a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice that also sounds like experience <clears throat> that would be useful for your current 
life, right? Just uh, again, being yeah. involved in production a little bit and yeah, just having a foot in that world, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it was all a mixed bag. St- I was still in uh, the military uh, as a go- as an officer up here in the Pennsylvania Guard, um, working with the first and one twelfth infantry unit, and uh, ended up commanding that unit before retiring at the end of 2015 when we brought the technology far enough along to do it so one of the things i find the most like intriguing and inspirational about your story and it's something like we've known each other for a few years now so i've been i've been following it i've been watching it is a how much you had to put into this and and be just how like dedicated you are to making it an eerie product so i guess kind of have a little bit of a two-part question here yeah if I have that idea, how do I go about getting it out there? And B, you also spent a lot of time in North Carolina. Why Erie? Yeah. Um, it was so. Let me answer the first part. The. In, like trying to uh, get things out there, you just got to believe in the technology, but you also have to get it in front of people so that they can help you craft what the final product is going to be. You can't like incubate your baby and expect everyone to like it. It, it early on it's very ugly and it only becomes more beautiful as more and more people look at it and say I can use it for that, I can use it for this. This is how I would do it. So you have to expose yourself and you have to be vulnerable to be able to do that. Um the reason why why Erie is a, my wife is here, so wives always, you know, make you move <laughs> where you, you know, where the family's at. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yes, they do. You get a vote, she gets a vote, yeah. she gets the tiebreaker. She does, yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, 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 seriously. Uh, we've got great, great friends up here. The biggest thing about Erie, what's really amazing about Erie, and I always love to talk about this, is A, there is so much talent in the manufacturing base. Um, there's so much talent in engineering. There's also what a lot of cities don't have is they have the four universities all working together to help small businesses succeed, startups succeed for free. You don't have to pay a dime. Um, and you have people that understand, particularly for, for us, like we're a product company, but we're also manufacturing. We It's easy for us to like connect the dots between manufacturing base Um between the universities, between the education and, and the students coming out of um, high schools, but also out of university, between trade skills and engineering, you know, higher education skills. It's just a perfect mix of um, success for us. And I, I try and, you know, reiterate that point. So you think that is something kind of unique to our area? Oh, it is. Cooperation. Yeah. What's that called? I don't even... I mean, it's just an ecosystem that helps small businesses and startups thrive. Is it more of like an informal spirit of cooperation kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of formalities behind all of it, but it's also everyone's pushing on the same side of the rock now. And, you know, a lot of the barriers are coming down and people who used to not want to work together, working together because they see the long term upside behind it. Yeah. You know, one thing I know, uh, one thing I think about a lot is like Erie used to have manufacturing manufacturing is like an identity and i don't know that we have that anymore people um, want it to be the identity yeah and maybe it's never gonna be that again but um it is a really vital skill it's a really important skill and if we had 
you know, people that had that talent and had that experience. It hurts to lose that. Yeah. Um, you never want to be without it. Yeah. You're the, always going to need some of it, right? And so, talking with a lot of people outside of Erie that know Erie or have been from Erie, see Erie as a tourist city more than anything else, but people that are in Erie know it as healthcare, insurance, and manufacturing, particularly in plastics. Right. Those are, those are like the three main industries that we have here. Um, plastics is made where Erie is actually regarded as one of the leading plastics manufacturing hubs of the U.S. And there's no knowledge about that. People do not know that. They don't talk about it enough. I will say that. No. Well, because everybody wants to bring back all of these manufacturers that left town 30 years ago. You know, it, and I just say, yeah, I don't know if it counts as like heavy industry, but right? it's still it's still but industry. It's, and it's Here's something. And how much plastic right. do you have on your body? No, I but, just, I'm just thinking like, I don't know. When I think of manufacturing, I think of like hammer mill, right? But right. You, yeah. don't, you don't think you know, I was a paper doesn't worker, come yeah. to mind as readily as maybe it should. Right. Yeah. The, the other thing that's really throwing a wrench into stuff is what happened from COVID and the fallout of um, remote work. Mm-hmm. Like people have a choice. They didn't realize they had a choice, but they do. Well, you and, and I, now it's a war on talent. Across the board, it's a war on talent. What incentives can you provide for attracting world-class talent? And um, you can't approach it like you have approached it for the past 20 years. You have to do something different. Even if you can't provide the incentives, like we can't compete with big companies on their crazy incentives. So what we have to do is look at what can I – provide someone new right like what sets you apart you know what you know what i can provide i can get you in front of soldiers and warfighters and marines on military vehicles doing military vehicle testing where are you going to do that at right i can't do you that know what i mean in, in sweatpants <laughs> from my my home office yeah we were talking about this before uh before the show about you know working but i've been working from home for three years i'll never go back to the office but i also couldn't do what you do from well, my house. I don't know. Just when you said that, like that was like less than an elevator pitch. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it gets me a little tingly. It's kind of nice, you know. Like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's it a little warm. Yes. Like, down. Where are these people? You're let's gonna go. start have to start wearing like the black turtleneck and getting up in those TED talks. <laughs> so uh, we usually wrap up the show with uh, with Brent asking you a couple questions. Yeah. So we'll have him do that, and then we'll get into I'll the be quick. Uh, into the lightning round. So uh, oh, go ahead, Brent. Uh, first question I have is, what is the future of Sphere Breaks? Where are you headed? It seems like you're always working, grinding on something. Where do you see this company going? Vision 2030. The people, the business, the finance. We're fully committed to standing up a world-class factory of the future here in Erie. We're going to diversify our revenue from defense markets to commercial vehicle markets. And it all starts with the people and uh, becoming the industry so no one else in the world is doing sphere breaks we're responsible for building the sphere break industry so by 2030 the industry will be established it will be a multi-billion dollar industry and it will be headquartered here in erie 
I wish I had those yeah. kind of prospects. God Heck yeah. Damn. And I guess the next thing is just something that we sort of talked about is Erie feels like it's at a crossroads, and we do have talent here, and sometimes we don't think of ourselves as talented. How do you pitch sphere breaks and all the new things that are happening in this town to a town that seems to think that our best days are behind us? Well, let me put it to you this way. like I would say four or five years ago – I felt like I had a lot of responsibility more than what I should have on trying to do things. Uh, a, a very awesome, amazing guy out there, Brian Slaywin, yeah, said everyone. Get him back on. He, yes. yes, he said everyone has a position and no one's solely responsible for anything. If everyone just does their role, we will collectively just build and grow. Team game. So all of he's us like the business on... Yoda here, but he's <laughs> yes. hilarious. I love, that. <laughs> I, I love that guy so much. And yeah. I'm so glad I was like waiting for the right time to mention him today. Oh, yeah. I'm so yeah. glad you did because yeah, yeah what a, yeah. Oh dude, he mentioned him, you to, to us having <laughs> no idea. We knew you like right away. Yeah. So yeah. But what an impactful guy. He's like Yuri's BASF. <laughs> Right. He doesn't make a lot of the things that Erie has, but he makes a lot of the things Erie has better. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway. Well, BAS, they have all the chromium up there, but we're not going to <laughs> Whatever. That. All right, so it's time for the questions. Lightning round. Bump a dump a dump dump a dump a dump. I like doing that. I don't right. care if anybody hates No, I love it. Um, <laughs> I, I come to expect it now. So the questions are, first thing that comes to your mind, you are not allowed to explain your answer in any way. Oh, really? Yes. So. Uh, question number one: What is the best sandwich? Bologna and chips. The fuck! Wow, that's wow. all right. Mind hey, blown. All right, uh, it's, the, it's the meal of a champion. A guy <laughs> building a freaking business that could reach multi-billion dollars it's, by twenty thirty. Sounds gross, it's but not, I'm gonna go home and try it because it seems to be working for me. It's yeah. not food; it's fuel. That is that is <laughs> <laughs> that's the Wheaties for entrepreneurs, right there. <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay, uh, what, found the secret. <laughs> what's one thing you own that you really should throw out? I think it's that baloney chip sandwich. <laughs> no, no, no. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. This is a tough one. <laughs> oh, God. Man, I, I can't even think right now. We'll come back. Yeah. Pass. Look right. at that one. That's tough. <laughs> uh, you're going to the Peninsula. What beach are you going to? 11. Good choice. All right. Start bench cut. Smith's hot dogs, pepperoni balls, and sponge candy. What was the question? Start bench cut. You have to start one, bench one, cut one. What do you like best? Yeah. Oh, um, it's probably Smith's. Okay, so you start Smith's. Yeah. All right. Which one do you put on the bench? Mm. What was the other two? Pepperoni balls and sponge candy. Oh, sponge candy. You cut the sponge candy? Or you bench the sponge candy? But bench it, yeah, yeah. And All then right. you cut pepperoni balls. Yeah. Man, pepperoni, people, balls, pepperoni are balls are getting some shit lately. They, they I have no love. I have not had one single person that started pepperoni balls. Uh, well, really? Yeah. You're <laughs> sitting right next to him because yeah. nobody ever asked me the idiot bill questions, but if you I thought were we did the that, questions uh, with you. Well, Maybe, I know we did them with your brother. I don't. I have a goldfish memory, so right. pepperoni so, balls. For who was the last person you asked for an autograph? Who is the last person I asked for an autograph? Yes. I've never asked for one. Wow. Okay. That's a good Aaron Lewis is he, the correct he answer. He spent half the podcast <laughs> telling us about this like room full of executive, like high power. He didn't ask any of them to sign his napkin or anything. <laughs> I would have. I'm just right. glad he kept his composure in there. That's badass. What is your least favorite smell? Oh, man. Um, vinegar. Hmm. Okay. What's the most used app on your phone? 
Probably my mail. Okay. Uh, it's unfortunate that's so yeah, true. It's sad. <laughs> I, I get it, but I you're, sorry, it's so man. sad. Yeah. You're about to come I up. I hate for, it, but I'm you. Yes. <laughs> like, you're about to come up for your one and only major league at bat ever. What is your walk up music? Oh, holy crap. Oh, probably Raining Blood Slayer. Oh, oh yeah. God damn. Let's go. <laughs> All right, and the final question. It's going to be a grand slam. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the most annoying local fan base, Browns, Steelers, or Bills? Most annoying? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say the Bills. Okay, that's incorrect. The correct answer is Steelers. As a Steelers fan, oh. I can vouch for us being the most annoying. The confession. I don't know. I still think the Cowboys win that somehow. The they do. Yeah, they do. you know. It, it's, it's, that was choice D. You yeah. can't choose what's in the box. You got to go with one of the yeah. choices. The, the Browns it are the even most, be a boat. I'm sorry. I always love that episode. undeservedly entitled local fan base. And now they want us all to feel bad for them because they're traded for a rapist. And Did oh you know? Jesus. Did did you know that if they release him, the cap hit? What do you wait? Be more specific. What do you mean by release him? Because if, oh, I'm sorry, we got really into over the cap. If you're a football I, I just, nerd, go over the cap. I just mean like, when you're talking about Deshaun Watson if, specifically, release him. If, if you like, release on him on a, masa- a masseuse yeah, okay. who's just trying to do her job. Oh, oh. no! If he if he gets cut, uh, we're gonna they, have to cut that. They have 170 million dollars in. Uh, in cap savings, oh, I but I want two hundred nineteen million dollars in dead cap money. I want them to do it. Let's just see what happens. Whoops! Well, they couldn't fuck up any more than they have. <laughs> just, just a bunch of undrafted free agents. I just want to watch it. This, like, everybody's go. making like five hundred bucks a game. This mm. is the first time someone's ever like gone out of their way to prove the uh, idiotville question of like who's the most annoying fan base. Yes, <laughs> yeah. listen so, to these assholes talking about the Browns. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we can't talk gleeful about Steelers fans. Over here. I, uh-huh. I just love to watch the Browns. Well, you know, as soon as your quarterback gets out of his fucking darkness retreat, say, then we can decide talk about them. the Packers. <laughs> All right. That that's going to do it for Idiotville 237 for Ted Brogan. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was fun. I enjoyed it. For Aaron A.J. Lewis. Yes, sir. For Brent and Liberty. Love you, Eric. I'm Bill Spears, and we will see you in hell. The Idiotville team would like to thank Community Access Media, Palermo Realty, our Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners for their support and contributions. We love you, Eric. Thank you.